Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, very good evening and welcome to Saturday's edition of the Big Red Bench on a busy weekend of sport. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock and we've loads to discuss on the show tonight. Lots of Gaelic games. We'll be previewing tonight's big game between Nemo Rangers and Bishopstown in the Premier Senior Football Championship. That throws in at 7.30, so we'll have a full preview on that for you in a few minutes. We're also going to chat about all the other games going on today and we do have action from Carberry Rangers game a little bit later on too. Also Cork City in action last night. They picked up a much-needed win against Sligo Rovers. We hear from manager Neil Fenn and one of the goal scorers, Deshaun Dowling, as well. We also look ahead to the Champions League. We hear from the Cork City women's squad. Plenty more all coming up between now and 7 on the Big Red Bench. Yeah, busy show for you this evening. It's Colm O'Sullivan, joined by Lauren Gilfoy. Lauren, how are you? Good, Colm, how are you? Good to have you back again. Thanks very much for having me back. <laughs> you were gone for months and it was like you're part of the furniture again. <laughs> you're glad to see it, I'm sure. Absolutely. As I said, loads going on, lots of GA on the show tonight between now and seven. Lots of soccer as well and a few other bits and pieces to chat to as well. We might, if we have time, hear from Michal and Murhertig, legend. And we have an interview with him as well. If we have time together, we will later on before seven. If not, we'll get it out tomorrow evening. But uh, lots to discuss um, between all the soccer and the Gaelic games and various other things going on today. Uh, the snooker as well. Uh, Lauren has a full roundup of what's going on. I do. There is local uh, plenty of action in local GA where it, it is a football heavy weekend. So in the Bon Secure Senior A Football Championship earlier this afternoon, O'Donovan, O'Donovan Rossa were victorious over Ballingiri 17 points to 110 and Kiss Keem had just the one to spare over Banshee Blues 18 to 10 points. There's a couple of 5pm throw-ins uh, currently ongoing at the moment so we will update you on those games throughout the show but in the Premier Senior Football Championship, Carberry Rangers are currently taking on Illin Rovers and it's Carberry 9 points to Illin Rovers 8. In the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, Kilnamartra are currently taking on St. Vincent's and it's Kilnamartra 2-8 to Vincent's 5 points, while Nave Abon are 12 points uh, to Knocknagree's 6 at the moment. A number of games are yet to be played across the grades later this evening where defending Premier Senior Football Champions Nemo Rangers are taking on Bishopstown in Parky Rain at 7.30 as you mentioned Column. And a fun fact for you, Nemo played their first Camogie game in 40 years yesterday they played Breen Dillon's in Junior Camogie Championship last evening that's phenomenal (laughs) so that was their first Camogie game in 40 years for the club it didn't end probably the way they wanted okay, but it's I, I, noticed you, I noticed that you didn't mention the result and that's fine but they're they're back and they, they've, they've got a camogie team going uh, 40 years that's unbelievable isn't it it really really is and probably uh, the outcome of Covid maybe getting players back in, the, yeah. back in the locality but speaking of camogie in local camogie action earlier today in the senior club camogie championship there were wins for both Sars and Newcestown Sarsfields won 15 to, to Clodov's 9 points while Newcestown had a couple to spare over Immokalee 6-15 to Imo Achilles 1-6 just a few points to spare there <laughs> big big win for Newcastle and then later at 6.30 Ballincollig meet Douglas in Castle Road again in the Senior Camogie Championship so loads of action uh, throughout the weekend there in Gaelic Games and there was a bit of soccer action today as well we obviously have League of Ireland to discuss in a little while there was League of Ireland games today but a little closer to home in the Munster Senior League Keen Cup there was a couple of local teams involved there was Avondale overcame Blarney United 2-1 and Douglas Hall overcame Kilcully Saints 2-0 while well, as you mentioned there in the SSC Electricity League Premier Division Bohemians have kept their 100% record since the league's resumption they beat Finn Harps 1-0 this afternoon in Bally Buffet while 
while Shelburne and Derry City are currently underway in Tulka Park, Park and at the break Derry lead their 1-0 thanks to a converted penalty and 30 minutes from Ibrahim Mate. And Cork City fans will be keeping an eye on that game, Shelburne and Derry, because both of those teams just above Cork City in the League of Ireland table. And they're the next two teams that play the City play in the League of Ireland as well. And the outcome of the Bowes game is good from a Cork City perspective as well. Bowes defeating Finn Harps 1-0. Um, it keeps Cork City in eighth position after the win over Sligo last night and uh, has Finn Harps rooted now to the bottom of the table. But it keeps Bowes very much in contention for the league title as well up there. Um, chasing Shamrock Rovers, who play tomorrow as Shamrock Rovers absolutely flying it and again gaining a bit of ground both Bowes and possibly Rovers tomorrow on Dundalk only drew with Waterford last night uh, the golf and Shane Lowry's in action Lauren he is he is in a tie for ninth, unfortunately at the Wyndham Championship on the PGA Tour the Offaly native is 2 under par through 9 holes of his 3rd round leaving him 11 under for the tournament and 3 shots off the lead Seamus Power is 2 under after 10 holes today leaving him 5 under all round in rugby Premiership Rugby returned today and a Sean O'Brien captained London Irish lost out to Bath this afternoon 34-17 while Exeter Chiefs extended their lead at the top of the table beating Leicester Tigers 26-13 In snooker then Ronnie O'Sullivan leads Kyron Wilson 6 frames to 2 after the first session in their World Snooker Championship Final The pair will be back out at half past 7 in their best of 35 frames contest The Rocket is aiming to win his 6th world title while 28-year-old Wilson has never claimed snooker's ultimate prize A limited amount of supporters are attending the game at the Crucible in Sheffield Now that's great to see that some fans can go in because we haven't had fans at pretty much any sporting event for God knows how long probably since about March um, the back end of March was the last time any fans were at any game be it a, a soccer game a GAA game a snooker match a, a racing event anything at all so to have them gradually in the UK they're doing it in very small numbers but they're reintroducing fans into the snooker and things it's great to see isn't it and hopefully fingers crossed it all goes safely and it all goes well absolutely it's, it's adding to the atmosphere I don't know about you but I'm finding this kind of computer generated audience just a little bit strange it is a bit strange myself and Rory <laughs> were talking about that in terms of the Premier League games that were on uh, over the summer when they were finishing the season and all the, the fake crowd noise on Sky Sports um, you could pick a channel with, with or without the fake crowd noise and I found it slightly more comfortable with the fake crowd noise but then but then you had the kind of thing of where your man had pressed the wrong button or something <laughs> and there'd be a cheer out of nowhere for no reason or, or they were just the total wrong effect and it just didn't seem right and I mean sport is all about the crowds mm-hmm. be it a full house in Crow Park for an All-Ireland final be it a full house in Turners Cross for a Cork City match be it the Crucible being full for a snooker game no matter what sport it is the crowds are an integral part of the atmosphere it spurs on the players and, and the people involved as well it does it, it depends obviously on the sport itself in those high intensity games the crowd can have a massive effect on different teams and also it can have an effect on maybe even the the, the refereeing and the officiating um, but interestingly today actually in the Premiership Rugby I know Exeter Chiefs kind of were, were bold somewhat in that they oh. started actually playing some of their non-approved music through the PA so I don't know if you've okay. been hearing about Exeter Chiefs and their yeah. um, I suppose issues around their, their name and their yeah. brand so I think they kind of went against the uh, approved crowd music today and started playing their own um, Exeter Chiefs uh, chants and I think that they may potentially be facing a bit of hot water a because bit of, hot of water that. that Okay, but it's good to see at least some crowd coming back in some sports um, we'll, we'll talk more about the, about the COVID impact in sports and possibly games being postponed and possible lockdowns and how, how it's playing out in a few minutes but first uh, some Formula 1 news as well Lauren Yes Lewis Hamilton has taken pole position for tomorrow's Formula 1 Spanish Grand Prix he edged out Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas at the Circuit de Catalonia in Barcelona I hope I, that, I pronounced that correctly Circuit de Catalonia <laughs> I think you got it alright Valtteri Bottas yeah we're flying it's not as bad as like the tennis players in the summer if, 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 I always kind of 
pity anyone doing the sports news in the summer <laughs> with Wimbledon and stuff on and you're trying to do the, the tennis players and there's always a few to find few YouTube clips yeah. and different things for different <laughs> pronunciations and finally in additional GA news the Dublin Senior Football Championship has been hit by coronavirus tomorrow's final group game between Rohini and St. Oliver Plunkett's own Rua has been postponed as a Rohini player is tested positive for COVID-19 and Rohini is of course the club of Dublin midfielder Brian Fenton we're seeing a lot more games yeah we are you know we are to the sword. and it's inevitable that this is going to happen across all sports that if they're testing players it's like any line of society whether there are any workplaces there are going to be positive COVID tests and they are going to pop up here and there what you don't want is a whole raft of them and a load of positive tests uh, across the board at a club or within a sport because then you're going to have a shutdown um, hopefully it's manageable if you have a couple of positive tests here and there um, between different clubs and different sports and they can continue and, and try and manage that that's what they've been doing um, with football quite successfully across Europe since they restarted earlier on in the summer they've managed to keep it going and any positive tests isolated away from their own squads games weren't called off too often and they've managed to do that so you'd hope with GAA they're going to do something similar uh, as you said a game called off tomorrow uh, we had news uh, about um, a COVID test in the Munster Academy during the week as well in rugby terms so we've seen it now in GAA we've seen it in rugby we saw it in soccer last week even though it wasn't a positive test in the end with the Waterford squad and there was a potential for last week's Cork City and Waterford game to be called off so we're seeing it in rugby in soccer in Gaelic games and it's something we're probably going to have to get used to if sport is to continue definitely I think we can really spin this in a positive light as well that it's probably keeping it in the news and keeping people uh, precautious and, and taking these protocols as seriously as they possibly can of course we obviously don't want to wish any harm uh, on these players that potentially have these positive cases but I think it's serving as a nice reminder to, to keep in line with government protocols to keep in line with different sporting organisations and their protocols and hopefully I suppose these players are going to make a full recovery You'd hope so and, and you'd, you'd assume they probably will being, being young and fit but we hope for the best and we wish that we wish them all the best and we hope not to see too many games called off in any sport but it's something that's happening around the place and then then you have all the various rules and regulations we saw with the SPL in Scotland uh, with the, the, the COVID-19 situation there, uh, Scotland's First Minister Nicola Sturgeon criticised what she called privileged SPL players for breaking coronavirus rules, which led to uh, Celtic and Aberdeen's matches being called off this week. Eight Aberdeen footballers, they basically went out in the lash and they went to a bar where there happened to be a COVID-19 cluster. Now, they were probably unlucky, but they probably shouldn't have done that in the first place. And a Celtic player, Bolly Bolingoli, uh, he flew to Spain and he failed to quarantine on his return and he didn't tell the manager, but obviously word got out that he had been in Spain and uh, that, that meant Celtic now have two games post postponed and there, there's talk of all sorts of punishments possible points deductions and Nicholas Sturgeon was saying they could shut down Scottish football over this so I mean again this applies to all sports all clubs they have to be upfront with these things don't they they do there's a huge onus of responsibility placed on these players and you would hope that they understand the gravity of the situation and the importance of the, the situation um, and yeah it, it is pretty much down to these players honesty but in the age of social media you're, you're not going to get away with these no, things absolutely <laughs> not you know like I mean you can kind of think people are trying to go on holidays and hide it and stuff and not put up on social media probably not going to work because you're probably going to be spotted um, <laughs> you have further update there for us in the GADM I do in the Premier Senior Football Championship 
of Carberry Rangers are currently taking on Illin Rovers and it is Carberry that lead with 53 minutes on the clock 11 points to Illin Rovers 8 OK good stuff alright we're going to stick with Gaelic Games for the time being and we're going to look ahead to a big game this evening because there's a city derby in the Premier Senior Football Championship this evening County Champions Nemo Rangers take on Bishopstown that's in Porky Ring at 7.30 Nemo going to the game on the back of an opening day win over Valley Rovers while Bishopstown for their part were beaten by Douglas in their opening game uh, Rory has been speaking to Nemo forward Luke Connolly and looking ahead to the match a win first day out always good and I suppose always good to shake off uh, the ring rust I guess and uh, good to get over the line against Valley Rovers uh, yeah definitely you know um, we kind of Vermark Valley Rovers has been probably a very tricky game for us um, and they're a, they're a young side at the moment and they're, they're improving kind of year on year like so um, and there's always a bit of bite when when Nemo played Valley Rovers, so we were uh, we were keen to get over the line with that one and with, with a win, regardless of how it was. Um, and as you said, a bit of rustiness, so it was nice to <laughs> nice to blow the cobwebs um, in, in a championship game, definitely. And you you had your shooting boots on that day, you scored a goal in each half, including uh, the second one, which was an absolute cracker. Uh, the, I the shooting boots right, but the lungs weren't matching it, so uh, I. <laughs> I was moved inside in the second half and I think that saved me. Uh, I'd say if I stayed out on the 40 in the second half, I wouldn't have lasted very long. <laughs> so, uh, but good to get those goals and good to find the, 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 good to find the net early, I guess. Yeah, do you know, um, goals is something that I always kind of wanted to bring into my game over the past number of years. I've kind of been living off kind of frees and, and, and good scorings with um, points, but... Um, I kind of have a habit of leaving goal chances behind me, so um, I was kind of, I suppose, personally, I was delighted to get to get two and and put away chances I had because, like I said, um, I do have a habit of leaving goal chances behind me, so it's probably a, a trait of my game I'd like to leave behind as well. Yes, certainly. Um, you've had a two-week break now since that game as well. Was that kind of frustrating? You weren't out the following week. Are we glad of the the, the two-week break and kind of get more time in the training pitch? Uh, it, you know what? It's probably tricky because. Like we had played say three challenge games before we played Valley Rovers, so we we had plenty of games on our belt. Um, and then you play Valleys, and you're kind of in a tricky position then, where I suppose you want to stay sharp, but at the same time you don't want to kind of fly fellas either, you know. So um, we we got a game in, and then you're kind of I suppose it's difficult to gauge what you want to do in training, you know. Do you want to go do a hard session, or do you want to kind of just get rest in and just I suppose go game to game? So. Um, we've we've kind of I suppose we've handled it quite well I think we've we got a game under our belt last weekend and we've kind of had I suppose a few high intensity sessions matched in with some low intensity sessions so um, I, I'd rather have the two week break like I said because we've been able to work on a few things tactically um, and prepare ourselves so um, I certainly don't see any uh, any wrong with it So do you feel like you're, you're fitter in a better position now going into this weekend's game as a squad? Even if, if I go personally alone, I, I feel kind of definitely fitter, definitely more. I suppose sharper is probably the best word. You know, I don't think there was issue with fellas' fitness. I just think it's it's probably the sharpness. You know, the, the game skills are the ones that that suffer. So I think even looking across the board there in, in train sessions, I'd say most fellas now are probably up to match speed at this stage. So um, there's there's no excuses next day. <laughs> How did you find playing behind closed doors, Luke? Was it a bit weird, or how did you find it? Uh, do you know what? For a championship game, I did find it quite strange. You know, there was there was very little atmosphere, um, and you know, if you score two goals in championship, you kind of like to hear the crowd roar. <laughs> so, 
even worse than you get when you get a few scores to hear nothing. But um, but no, look, I suppose the the worry you'd have is from an intensity standpoint and trying to I suppose trying to get up for a game, you know. And I suppose that shouldn't be an issue getting up for a game. But you'd be surprised how off-putting it can be to be playing kind of in front of silence. We'll say. Um, and look, on the other side of that as well, you know, there, there's people who who. You know, go to every game, and there's I suppose every club has them. They're kind of loyal supporters and people who love to go to the game. So, um, you know, you kind of feel sorry for them as well, who are missing out on an opportunity to go watch a game, um, who've probably done it for the last 30, 40 years. You know, but I suppose on the other side of the coin, then look as well as at one point, I suppose in the middle of the pandemic, it looked like there'd be no Gaelic games action in twenty twenty whatsoever. So, to be playing is a is a massive positive. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer of that. You know, like you said, a couple of weeks ago we were looking at no sport for the rest of the year. You know, and then it very quickly materialised that we'd be playing some of the sport, and all of a sudden we had a full calendar of championship games. Um, so I think we have to be very thankful of the fact that we are on the pitch. Um, and I suppose in, in keeping with that tone, I think we should be taking every game as the last game. You know, because nothing is guaranteed at the moment. So um, I don't think there's any issue with fellas getting up for games now. Um, but I think it's, it's very much treating every game as as your one and only game, you know, because uh, as you said, there's there's nothing guaranteed over the next few weeks, um, and and we're in we're in a great position if you kind of mark it on where we were, like we said a couple of weeks ago. And what do you make of the group stage format, Luke? Are you a fan of it or? Uh, yeah, I'd be a big fan. Um, you know, we all want to play more games, um, and look, especially when we're back at the clubs now and. Usually with the inter-county we're kind of pulled left, right and centre and you're kind of missing a lot of games with the club but to get a run of three championship games with the club now is, is great. I think the competitive atmosphere there is back again. Do you know, I think there's a lot of good teams around. Um, and no, I'm a big fan of it. Do you know, I suppose like with, with Cork last year we got a chance to play in Super 8s which was a similar format. Um, and again, you're, you're playing three competitive championship games in a season without any any knockouts, you know, so it's uh, it's definitely a plus. And for next year, then would you be kind of in favour of kind kind of keeping this kind of block just solely for club time, like it is this year? Because it seems to have a lot of positives. Uh, well, I I you know to be perfectly honest, I think this is a great opportunity for the GA to kind of look at can we get championship games run in a kind of condensed calendar, um, and is there an opportunity then to kind of block out, as you said. A couple of months for a club, a couple of months for inter-county, um, maybe be able to get Sigerson and, and colleges back into a, a month or two there of, of soul football. Um, so, uh, as you said, I'd, I'd be a big believer in that. I think, look, there's a great opportunity here to kind of put together, uh, I suppose, a calendar and to work off that going forward. Um, if, if we can do it and it's done successfully, I don't think there should ever be a position in, in the future where we're kind of pulling players left, right and centre or we're putting pressure on the young players. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's what people see it as anyway and speaking of I suppose the inter-county scene I suppose you haven't really given too much thought to playing with Cork this year I suppose given the club commitments uh, yeah look I, I won't I won't lie I've solely focused on the club and, and I've enjoyed doing that um, obviously look in the back of the mind there is an inter-county season at the end of the year and there's, there's, a, there's a big game against Kerry to, to look forward to um, but uh, if I'm being perfectly honest as we kind of mentioned there earlier um, it's very much every game as it comes so I'm not thinking too far ahead um, because that can that can lead to that can lead to disappointment with the way things are going at the moment so um, yeah look I, I'm I'm definitely enjoying being able to just throw myself into the, the club scene and solely focusing on that 
we've always found it tricky against Bishop Sound. Um, they're, they're a young side and um, the nature of, of playing with Nemo is, is, I suppose, every team you play seem to find a, an extra level when they come up against us. Um, so there's, there's definitely no room for uh, complacency with us. Thanks for talking to us and very best luck this weekend. Great stuff. Thanks, Roy. That's Nemo Rangers' Luke Connolly speaking to Rory ahead of tonight's big derby, uh, City Derby in the Premier Senior Football Championship this evening. Nemo Rangers taking on Bishopstown. Throw-in in that one at Porky Ring is at 7.30. Uh, that is a big, big game. But plenty of other games going on. And a few updates, Lauren. Yeah, we have a full-time result there in the Premier Senior Football Championship. Carberry Rangers have beaten Illin Rovers on a scoreline of 14 points to 8. And then there's two games in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship which are just about to come to a conclusion. Killing Martra have all but secured that one uh, already it's 4.13 to St Vincent's 9 points and then Knocknagri are facing Neva Bond at the moment and Neva Bond have a 2 uh, point lead there 13 points to 11 Nice one and we hope before the end of the uh, show to have reaction to that Carberry Rangers and Illinois Rovers game as well uh, hopefully before 7 o'clock right now uh, we're going down West Cork direction actually and there was a match today a cracking tie in the Senior A Football Championship between O'Donovan Rossa and Balangiri and it was O'Donovan Rossa who came out victorious by a scoreline of 17 points to 1-10 Jeremy McCarthy was down at that game for us and he caught up afterwards with O'Donovan Rossa boss Martin Bohan First of all, Martin, congratulations on that victory because um, Balangiri really put it up to you today and when it was when all the questions were asked of Odonovan Rasta, they had the answers. Yeah, look, it took us a long time to figure out. Tonight I got a lot of bodies behind the wall and eventually, eventually, yeah, we started working it out better and breaking the lines and got some great scores, some, some great individual scores like, you know, Rory came into a big time and Donog as well, like, you know, mm. and we just, all around the field just kind of lifted after that and again, Daniel Hazel is exceptional in the corner and just drove the game on so yeah we had good leaders there in the last 15 minutes when we needed them How much will this bring you on the type of game that you had today right up to the final whistle a tight game <coughs> Yeah realistically we needed we needed a hard game um, nothing against Knicks but look we just we just cruised through that game and it, we just didn't allow them in the game whereas if you're the Bell and Gary they were well set up well organised and when they got the goal then they put the pressure on us and look our fellas reacted and were delighted with it Yeah it was very different from the last day in terms of conditions as well a really heavy wet pitch it, it held up right but I mean it's, it was energy sapping but you were you kept going right through that final quarter yeah but look this is championship football you know um, you have to expect battles out there and you have to win battles and uh, I think in the last 15 minutes we really stood up and, and, and made a big difference in the end and pushed on like you know uh, 4 points out of 4 I mean that's what you would have asked for at the start irrespective of how you got it and going to the <coughs> Michaels game now um, you, you, if you haven't already qualified you're very close yeah the pressure is off look two wins two wins will qualify yeah, so we're guaranteed to the quarter final slot so the pressure is off and look Michael's game is a great, great test for us now again like you know but these are a good bunch of lads they're young and they're learning and uh, the more championship games you play the better they'll get that is O'Donovan Rossa boss Martin Bohan speaking to Jer McCarthy um, just a little while ago after O'Donovan Rossa had a 17 points to uh, 110 win over Balangiri in the Senior A Football Championship Lauren is keeping a close eye on all the games for us there so we'll have some more updates for you in a few minutes and hopefully some reaction to come later on in the show as well before 7 o'clock from some of the games that are just finishing up around now hopefully we'll get some reaction uh, just before 7 to some of the games from our reporters on the grounds at those matches but right now we're going to turn our attentions to um, football of a different kind and uh, football of the soccer kind because there's uh, lots of games ongoing uh, this weekend uh, both in the League of Ireland and the Champions League some great games in the Champions League over the last few nights you had uh, it all started on uh, when tonight with Atalanta and PSG and the fairy tale of Atalanta um, who 
bizarrely, their whole squad, Lauren, right? So Atalanta's whole squad, what they earn in a week put together is the same or just slightly less than what Neymar earns in a week for PSG. <laughs> That's just professional sport for you, isn't it? It's so skewed, it's unbelievable. But Atalanta are from uh, the region in Italy that was originally hit really, really bad by the coronavirus uh, at the start of the pandemic in Italy. And there was a, a lot of people wishing they were going to do it. And they were winning going into the 90th minute and PSG equalised and they scored in injury time to break their hearts it kind of felt bad for them but uh, PSG go through and uh, they're into the next round of the Champions League into the semi-finals and then uh, the following night it was Leipzig versus Atletico Madrid and uh, again late drama in that game with uh, Leipzig getting a late winner there in the 88 minutes to have a 2-1 win over Atletico Madrid then last night was uh, was, uh, was a phenomenal one I was down at Turner's Cross so I didn't really get to see it because I was watching the Cork City game and they had a great win as well which we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes but it was Barcelona 2 Bayern Munich 8 what a phenomenal scoreline for any team to lose by but for Barcelona to mm. lose by that it, like that's unprecedented stuff it was the scoreline I don't think anyone saw coming even dad at home dad isn't a big soccer fan now, but yeah. he was thoroughly enjoying this he loves a good high score so he was delighted <laughs> he's used to the high scores in the GA is it? absolutely <laughs> so uh, yeah Bayern Munich are just a juggernaut at the moment they're unstoppable and it'll take a good team to stop them and if Man City win against Leon tonight in their quarterfinal game they'll be facing Bayern Munich during the week uh, could Man City stop Bayern Munich I don't know. Uh, I think Bayern Munich are too good. I think Bayern Munich will go on to win in the Champions League. But look, we could be sitting here next week and I could be eating my words and Man City could be could be uh, on the verge of winning the Champions League. So look, um, I think it's going to be Bayern Munich, but do you think anyone could stop them, Lauren? I don't think I'm qualified to even suggest. <laughs> You're just thinking they're too good after that, all right. Uh, 8-2 last night, and it's Man City and Leon, as we said tonight. Then there's Europa League games during the week as well. Man City and Sevilla uh, tomorrow night is, is, is a big one as well. So we'll, uh, we'll keep across all them during the week here on Red FM as well and bring you some reaction next weekend. But uh, that was a phenomenal scoreline last night. Uh, a pretty good scoreline down in Turner's Cross last night as well for Cork City. They managed to win... 3-0 against Sligo Rovers and it was a great performance really really well deserved win for Cork City I was down there watching it last night uh, goals coming from Deshane Dalling in the first half put Cork City 1-0 up two second half goals then the first was a penalty from new signing Kit Elliott who made his debut last night and uh, he made quite a good de- debut Neil Fenn started two debutants last night up front Kit Elliott and Scott Fennick two strikers that he signed a few weeks ago but they had to quarantine again this is all back to the COVID thing that we were saying Lauren in all sports um, this has delayed the new signings for Cork City from starting for two weeks so again it plays havoc with all these things it does it just adds another kind of hoop to jump through isn't it it completely does uh, so he scored last night and then the man who scored the winner on Tuesday night in the FAI Cup against uh, Longford at the 121st minute when I was heading for penalties Ricardo Dinanga just 18 years of age a local lad from Cork and he got it again uh, in the dying moments of the game last night the third goal so Cork City hadn't been scoring goals hadn't really been winning games but now there are three games with clean sheets uh, or uh, actually a more than that if you, if you count the FEI Cup as well um, and uh, they're, 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 they're doing alright now they're off the bottom of the table that was a good performance last night Really played really well uh, got the goals they hadn't been scoring they are scoring now and I was chatting to the manager Neil Fenn after the game caught up with him and he was absolutely delighted and understandably so yeah it was um, exactly what we what we needed um, we, we said we needed to build on the momentum of the last couple of games um, and we have you know another clean sheet which is really important for us and obviously the three goals three great or well, two great goals and a, and a penalty first half performance was fantastic a great goal from Deshaun he was missed the last few games through suspension 
and it was really really big to have him back tonight yeah you know I, I don't think that people have seen the true true us yet when we were lacking a couple of players and a, and a couple of suspensions but now we've got a, a few more options um, a bit more choice coming off the bench even and, and you can see again Ricardo brilliant again another, another great goal um, it's, it's hard to single out players tonight I mentioned Deshaun was fantastic he came back you had two new strikers in there as well uh, tough for them coming in obviously hadn't played for City before they'd been quarantining for the last couple of weeks and so on only got back training this week um, Kit Elliott and Scott Fenwick uh, they both did pretty alright and Elliott got a debut goal for himself yeah I thought they were both excellent uh, you know I spoke of the need before about um, when we're playing sometimes you need to turn a bad ball into a good ball and they both done that tonight they both they both won their fair share of headers they both helped helped uh, um, get hold of the ball helped us get up the pitch and obviously Kit got a penalty and he sh- I mean I don't know how he didn't get a penalty in the first half but that should have been a penalty shouldn't it definitely from where I mean from where I was he, he's, he's six yards out and I don't know but um, listen we, we, we take it a penalty he, he was on his debut he was he was confident enough to step up and take it put it away nicely and, and that gave us a little bit of cushion he made a lot of changes tonight I think it was seven changes coming into the game from the team on Tuesday night and uh, some of them before some of them not and I mean it was it was a really, really different looking team tonight than it had been in previous games at like the Bowls game before the lockdown. It really looked like a, a great team effort tonight. It looked very attacking and it just looked like everything clicked. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you know, Deshaun's been missing. Um, we had, obviously, the two new boys gave us um, something extra up front, um, obviously. And then, you know, w- w- when we had that, we looked like an attacking threat. But, we, we you know, we knew that the way we wanted to play was was like that we just didn't have the players available at the time but no it was um you know we're not getting carried away of it don't get don't get me wrong it's a, it's a great performance for us a great victory but we just move on there tough game next week tough game next week away to Derry but it's a vital three points tonight it gets you off the, the bottom of the table you, you leapfrog both Sligo and uh, Finn Harps after that and now it's a tough trip to Derry next week as we said and a tough few games coming up because you have two away league games and the Shamrock Rovers game away in the cup I think before you're back here again we've got we've so we've got Derry away and then we've got a, a bit of a rest then we've got a, a good few days and then we play Shamrock Rovers away in the cup and then we play Sh- um, Shells in the same week so it's a little bit of a I don't know why they couldn't just play the, the Shamrock Rovers game the same week as as you know why I wait till the Monday when we're back up in Dublin on the Friday but they, on the Saturday there you go but yeah we get we get the Gary De- um, Derry game um, out of the way which is obviously going to be a very tough game and then we've got a bit of a break so some of the boys are a little bit tired after playing three games in six days today so um, get through this week a nice a nice good week of training and, and, and see how we're going against Derry um, It's been a, t- a tough few day, weeks back really because as you say there's been three, four games I suppose if you include the Munster Senior Cup in the space of less than two weeks so it's been a really hectic start since the lockdown it's, it's nice to have that little question over a few days Yeah there is a few boys that are, are struggling a little bit um, just with little knocks and, and 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 tiredness, really heavy legs, because you know it was extra time the other night. And um, but you know, again, we got we got maybe over criticised for cele- over celebrate or criticised for over celebrating it the other I know, night. We love that. But um, <laughs> but listen, you know, it, we'll take it because it means we're 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 together and we're we're a squad and everybody involved. And you see it tonight. It was a, it was a good a good team performance, good squad performance. But like we say, it's it's, it's only a, it's only a win. So let's just let's just kick on there and and um, move on to Derry. Just very finally, uh, do you think that win and that late goal? and the way it happened on Tuesday night from Ricardo it really really kind of spurred you on we were talking during the week in the press conference about how it might give you confidence how the mood was good do you think that was a big factor coming into tonight yeah I think so I think it gives you belief that you can go and score and that you can be a threat on the counter attack or on the break and I think certainly in the second half I felt that we were always 
not I wouldn't say comfortable, but we always look to threat going forward, which is um you know, which is which is always handy when you're playing against a team and you're winning one nil. If you're a threat going forward, then you know, they've got to worry about you the other side. So yeah, it was it was it was um it was a massive result for us and people probably underestimated how big it was for us because it was you know, we didn't want it to go to penalties and if we would have lost that then who knows. So a massive goal from Ricardo on Tuesday and a, another massive goal from him today. Neil, thanks, well done. Cheers. Cheers. That's Cork City manager Neil Fenn talking to me last night after Cork City's 3-0 win over Sligo. He mentioned Ricardo Denanga there at the end uh, getting the winning goal on Tuesday. That was unbelievable celebrations at Turner's Cross on Tuesday night. Ricardo Denanga banging in the goal in the 121st minute of of the game. The, the, the last kick of the game in extra time. There hadn't been a goal. It was nil all after 120 minutes and we thought we were heading for a penalty shootout but he came up with the goods to get Cork City through to the next round. The following day the draw took place for the FAI Cup the next round and uh, they were drawn away in Tala to Shamrock Rovers so Cork City got probably the toughest draw that they could have got but you know what you're going to have to play Rovers at some stage if you want to win the Cup maybe Cork City can go on and have a bit of a Cup run possibly get to the Cup final possibly get into Europe or is that just uh, everyone shouting at the radio Cullum calm down you're getting carried away after a win or two uh, who knows but uh, look we, we, we hope for the best anyway uh, we're going to talk and hear as well from uh, one of the goal scorers from last night not Ricardo Denango I did speak to him on Tuesday night but we spoke after afterwards last night to Deshaun Dawling who scored the first goal for City so we'll hear from him in a few minutes after the break as well and uh, see what he had to say and see how he's enjoying life in Cork because he's one of many new signings uh, who from outside of Cork who's moved to Cork this year to play for Cork City so we'll see how he's enjoying that as well uh, just to wrap up some other League of Ireland scores over the weekend for you too uh, last night uh, before the City game the earlier kickoff yesterday evening was Dundalk versus Waterford that finished Dundalk 2 Waterford 2 uh, Waterford had been 2-0 up in that game they got a player sent off at about 79 minutes and then in the last 10 minutes of the game Dundalk managed to get two back to finish two all so uh, there was a little war of words after the game I'm going to bring you some audio a little bit later on if we have time of that as well uh, between Vinnie Perth and Waterford's new manager John Sheridan the ex-Irish international John Sheridan they they really went at it last night Vinnie Perth got very animated uh, John Sheridan was, was uh, quite insulting shall we say towards Vinnie Perth and towards the League of Ireland in general which is quite strange considering he's a manager who works in the League of Ireland at the moment. Uh, but we'll bring you that audio if we have time later on as well. Uh, the other scores uh, from today. Um, Finn Harps were beaten 1-0 by Bowes earlier on. That was the early kickoff. Daniel Grant getting the goal for Bowes in that game. Uh, 1-0 the final score there at Finn Park, leaving Finn Harps rooted to the bottom of the League of Ireland table. Cork City have moved up now to 8th place in the table after their win last night. They're now a point ahead of Sligo and 3 points ahead of Finn Harps. Um, elsewhere, there's one game ongoing between Shelburne and Derry City. 74 minutes on the clock in that game at the moment and it's Shelburne nil, Derry City won. So about 15 minutes there for Shelburne to get back into that game. They're actually the two next teams that Cork City play, as we mentioned earlier on. They play Derry City next Friday night away and they play Shelburne in their following league game away as well. Uh, and they have a, a, a cup game sandwiched in between, as I mentioned, against Shamrock Rovers as well. So a couple of difficult games coming up for Cork City, but they will be in good form after last night's 3-0 win over Sligo and of course that win in the Cup against Longford during the week as well we'll hear from the goal scorer one of the goal scorers Deshaun Dawling as I said after the break also still to come we're hoping to have some reaction from some of the GA matches uh, that are just finishing up around now before 7 if we don't get that out before 7 if it doesn't come in in time we'll have it for you on the Big Red Bench here on Red FM tomorrow evening from 6 we'll also round up all the GA scores once again with Lauren if you missed them earlier on and we have plenty more to come all on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM between now and 7 o'clock the Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. 
Yeah, it's Colm O'Sullivan on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock this evening. Joined by Lauren Guilfoyle here as well tonight. And we're here until 7, as I said. Uh, loads going on, lots to get to between now and 7. We realistically won't fit everything in, but we'll try and squeeze in as much as we can. But there's loads of GA games uh, ongoing, and there were some earlier, and there's some finishing up around now, and so on. And we'll get a full roundup once again and the latest from Lauren. We'll get the current scores anyway, because there are a couple of games throwing in later at 7 and 7.30. But earlier today in the Senior A football, Championship. O'Donovan Rossa were victorious over Ballinguri on a scoreline of 17 points to Ballinguri's 110. Kiskeem 1-8 to Bantry Blues 10 points. Then uh, just after finishing up in the Premier Senior Football Championship Carberry Rangers over uh, overcame Illin Rovers on a scoreline of 14 points to 8. And then in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship which two games which just finished up in the last couple of minutes. Kilnamartra won against St Vincent's on a scoreline of 4-14 to 9 points. While Nave Abon and Knocknagree played out a 4 14 point each draw and I was following that one on Twitter yeah. for the last couple of minutes and it seemed to be uh, point for point and uh, it seemed to be an interesting one just by the Twitter commentary alone they're the kind of games you love to see aren't they <laughs> exactly at this time of year anyways big well. time um, so yeah there are a couple of games yet to be played across the grades later this evening um, of course the f- 2019 football champions Nemo Rangers are taking on Bishopstown in Parkyrin at 7.30 so I'll be shooting off there in a little while Lauren will be out the gap here possibly even before the show ends I'd say are you looking forward to the game tonight that should be a good one a cracker it will be and I love Parkyrin Parkyrin uh, championship game you said that last Saturday week, evening I love yeah. Parkyrin I don't know what it is even uh, like above Parky Queen there's something about Parkyrin I'm not sure what it is so it'll be a great <laughs> game down there Nemo Rangers taking on Bishopstown and we heard obviously uh, the preview of that game earlier on as well 7.30 full reaction uh, that Lauren will be getting down at that game tonight here on the Big Red Bench tomorrow evening from 6 o'clock on Cork's Red FM but right now we're going back to Cork City uh, as I said, we're going to hear from one of the goal scorers last night. Three guys on the score sheet for City last night. Deshaun Dawling, Kit Elliott and Ricardo Dinangas. We're going to hear from Deshaun Dawling. He came to Cork City at the uh, the start of the season. He's on loan from QPR. He's a talented player. He looked really, really sharp. Looked really, really good last night. But City have been without him for a couple of games because he's picked up a couple of red cards since he came to Cork City as well. So he's been suspended for a couple of games. He missed uh, the Waterford game last week, the nil-all draw with Waterford. And he also missed the one little win over Longford in the Cup on Tuesday night but he was back with a bang last night and he was attacking from the off last night in the first half and it paid off pretty quickly because he got a goal in the first half to put Cork City 1-0 up he also set up the third goal that Ricardo Denanga scored towards the end of the game as well so after the match I spoke with Deshaun Dawling and he was happy out with his performance Yeah no definitely I was absolutely buzzing to finally get started and get my first goal and get my head down It was a cracker as well down into the St. Anne's and obviously no fans there tonight but I mean it, it was it was a wonderful goal and a much needed goal and tonight was a much improved performance as well yeah no 100% the boys we've, we've picked up from Tuesday's performance and in training everyone's at it everyone's raring to go and we kept that fighting spirit and brought in today's game I was chatting the gaffer Neil Fenn there and I said it to him did that really give you loads of confidence I know you weren't playing you were suspended for the game but that last minute winner the way it happened with Ricardo scoring into the shed everyone thought it was going to penos you needed a goal you needed a win after the last few results and it must have given the team wonderful confidence and just a wonderful attitude then for the last few days and going into tonight yeah no 100% that, that feeling that that we had that Tuesday night when Ricardo scored that that last minute goal it gave us the buzz and the feeling like yeah this is what we want we want the win we want wins we want to keep playing well and we just brought it in today's game and cracked on. Goals have been a problem this season. There haven't been too many of them, but that's four now in the space oh. of four or five days. So, I mean, things are turning around for the better. Yeah, no, 100%. And you could expect more, more, more to come, definitely. Um, 
yeah no today today was just a big confidence booster for us the boys the fans staff for everyone even though the fans ain't here there was a couple of fans down in the corner behind the pub did you see them <laughs> yeah I can hear them cheering on but yeah no it's a big confidence booster for us and we're just going to pick up on this and carry on going on your own performance to Sean obviously a great goal you nearly got a second one towards the end of the first half as well and you had a few chances throughout the game so you must be very very happy with your own performance oh no yeah um, I am happy with my performance and I'm also happy and very very pleased with the boys performance uh, we all put in a great shift and we all work together very well some big games coming up now against the likes of Derry City Shamrock Rovers in the Cup is going to be a tough one in a couple of weeks as well and Shelburne so there's three away games coming up before you're back here at Turners Cross so I mean you have to take this kind of form now and put it put it up to Derry, up to Derry next week and taking the Rovers and Shelburne as well no of course definitely definitely we're going to we're going to keep this run of form going we're going to keep pushing keep fighting and get a result every time we go up just finally you've been here since the start of the season obviously it's been a kind of a strange season because of Covid and so on but are you enjoying life in Cork? Oh no 100% 100% 100% I'm loving it I'm loving it there's still a lot of things that I haven't explored yet but we'll get to that very soon get to that in time yeah when Covid kind of releases a bit I can spread out a bit more brilliant well done tonight Deshaun thank Thank you One of the lads on the score sheet for Cork City last night, Deshaun Dawling, on loan from QPR, um, talking to me after the match last night. Got a cracker of a goal, fair play to him. And he's enjoying life in Cork. Uh, a lot of people move to Cork and they end up staying in Cork for life. It's happened to a lot of footballers over the years here in Cork. They've met Cork girls, they've settled down, they've stayed in Cork for life. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, you're not from Cork, but you're here on Cork radio. Like, Can you see yourself now never leaving Cork? I'm here enough I should probably set up shop but um, you can find me a Cork man you never know uh, she'd never know there's lot. there's lot. it's like virtual dating on the radio now is it yeah if, if you they, like the sound of my voice there you go if there's any lads interested to text in there now we'll try and set Lauren up with a date but look she's going to the match tonight first of all so we can't do the date tonight but we'll find some other night is that alright sounds good Brand, yeah. I, I'll arrange it we'll, we'll see who texts in and we'll, we'll, we'll be very careful about who we pick and so on <laughs> uh, just an update as well on the other game in the League of Ireland that's ongoing at the moment Shelburne and Derry City as we mentioned two teams of Cork City are playing over the next couple of weeks. Shelburne have just equalised. 84 minutes on the clock there now. It's Shelburne 1, Derry City 1 in that game. So I will keep you up to date on that as well. But I want to just before we move on, I mentioned uh, briefly a little while ago, uh, cast your minds back to that. Uh, we wouldn't normally really cover Dundalk games eh, or, or Waterford games unless Cork City are playing them. But it's worth doing this because this is making the, the media and the papers all over the place today. Um, it, it's, it's a war of words between managers, which is always a fun thing. Uh, Vinnie Perth, the Dundalk manager, was not happy with their result last night. Two all between Dundalk and Waterford. And John Sheridan, the, the ex-Irish international and Irish football legend, um, is the new manager of Waterford. So he hasn't really endeared himself to people since he since he's come, and uh, he certainly didn't endear himself to Vinnie Perth last night. I just want to play you a minute or two of Vinnie Perth talking to the local radio uh, up the country last night, and um, he, he's basically saying John Sheridan insulted him, insulted the League of Ireland, and called it a pub league. He wasn't happy. There's a few expletives in this. I think we've taken him out. I hope we have. Here's Vinnie Perth. Yeah, I mean they're separate to the game. They they they, they deserve their result, and that's so uh, I'm full respect to them. But John Sheridan's a hero, probably a hero of mine that ninety four team that midfield he played in him uh, Andy Townsend Roy Kane was amazing but I mean uh, calling this a pub league uh, a shambles of a league I can't accept that as a League of Ireland man so uh, that disappointed me I didn't challenge him on it he came after Did me Did he say it to you? He said no, I shouted onto the pitch uh, a couple of times and even right. even to his own players yeah. who who you know if I played for him I would have walked off this is why you're playing in this league because it's in public excuse me French mm. I, I, I can't accept that as part of League of Ireland football we have to have a higher standard than that that might be okay in the lower leagues in mm. England um, and uh, listen he's disrespected me and the league tonight um, but he has the moral high ground 
Uh, he's told me uh, I'm getting sacked anyway. He said that. To yeah. You? So which is fine. That's his, that's that's, a, that's, that, a, that's, that's fine. But, but yeah, but I don't mind that part of it. It's the disrespectfulness of our league. It's a brilliant league full of brilliant people, and uh, I'm not happy about that. But listen, um, if, if if Water were happy to. You know, have someone in charge who's in charge of a public. That's their own business. And I wish John well. He's in, as I said, the amazing career, amazing career for Ireland. The '94 performance was outstanding. So that's uh, Vinnie Perth, the Dundalk manager, not happy, calling uh, calling John Sheridan out in his comments. He was basically uh, slagging off Vinnie Perth, telling him that he's going to get sacked. Um, he was calling the League of Ireland a pub league. And uh, really, they're not comments that are becoming of any manager in any sport, Lawrence, are they not? No, I think it's indicative of perhaps the environment that he has created within that team. I think, uh, I know at times these can be like outbursts and, and you say things you might not necessarily mm. mean, but at the other side of it, potentially, they are kind of a lens into how your mindset actually is uh, Tony O'Donoghue on telly last night in RT uh, spoke briefly to John Sheridan just going to play a clip of that as well um, um, on, the, on the Watch LOI service on the stream and uh, John Sheridan um, pretended pretty much he didn't even know who Vinnie Perth was have a listen to this you a few words at the end as well with Vinnie Perth what was that about who Vinnie the, the other manager Vinnie Vinnie Perth yeah oh is that his name yeah Vinnie Perth right yeah um He's just, he's just, I don't know what he was going on about. He's, he needs somebody about his own team. Like, that is unbelievable, isn't it? That's the height of disrespect. It, it really, really is. And uh, there's a, a huge backlash uh, towards John Sheridan online um, for his comments about the League of Ireland and for just a lack of respect to his opposing manager, uh, pretending he didn't know who he was, never heard of him. Um, fair enough, John Sheridan, in what was a big name at one stage uh, as, a, as a footballer to a certain extent, an Irish international, but... He hasn't done a whole lot in his managerial career. Vinnie Perth, Vinnie Perth has done quite well in, in what he's done so far after taking over from Stephen Kenny, uh, even though recent results haven't gone his way. So it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It really, really is. And you wonder why John Sheridan took a job in the League of Ireland in the first place, if those are his views. Uh, more GA to come on the show in just a little while. But right now, uh, the Women's National League uh, kicks off for uh, this weekend with Cork City playing their first home game of the season tomorrow. The Rebel Army hosts champions P-Mount at Bishopstown at 2pm. And Rory has been speaking to Cork City women's boss Ronan Collins well, Ronan first off um, I suppose we'll start with the defeat to Shelburne um, I assume you've watched it back at this stage um, what positives can you take out of that game? Um, well we finished very strongly um, so we I suppose we've done a really good pre-season and I suppose by this stage three pre-seasons and you can see the work the girls put in definitely told physically and um, last 20-25 minutes we really pushed on but I suppose we've got to put ourselves in a position coming into those minutes that we can get something from the game. Um, so we defended some areas of the pitch. I suppose we were always looking to kind of stay in the game. We knew we'd have more in the tank than them to really come at the end. Um, but we just made some defensive errors. But part of the defending we had worked on was quite good around first and second phase. So there was a lot of bright sparks there I suppose from the players perspective we had four changes the weekend you know with the new rule we can now make five so um, the four guards had a really positive impact including that was Lauren she's been out for 474 days so it's great to have her back not only to have her back have her back and impact and in games that was a huge positive from the weekend as well I'd imagine that um, gave the whole squad a lift as well just seeing Lauren back on the pitch yeah, yeah, it is. And we've another girl now, Shauna McCarthy, who I'd say she got injured no more than a week or two after Lauren. And now she's only a few weeks behind Lauren as well. So they're, they're nearly like new signings when they've been out for that long. 
Um, how difficult was it to keep the girls motivated, I suppose, over the pandemic lockdown, considering at one stage it looked like there'd be no football at all in 2020? Uh, well, I, I think, like, obviously it was a difficult situation, but we really took it on as an opportunity to push on with what we were doing. So the girls were really good. We we kind of put programs in place and they reported kind of daily what they were doing. We kind of had two rest days then in the week and like between it could be running, could be football stuff, could be sprint work, S&C programs. It was kind of all individualized for them all. But we kind of did leaderboard stuff and, you know, who could get the quickest run times and whatnot. So from that extent, it was, it was a, it was obviously hugely different, but it was a huge opportunity. And a lot of the girls really took that on. And you can see they've made huge strides in that time. Uh, Sunday now at home, Bishopstown, but it's not an easy one. The Champions P-Mount coming to town. So two tough games in the space of a week. Yeah, yeah. But I, whenever we play P-Mount, it's always a good game of football. They're, they're an excellent side. They keep the ball really well. They're very powerful and obviously experienced. But we've caused them trouble in the past. So... We'd be looking to do that again. Um, so it'll be, be an interesting one. Certainly will. Like, what are the targets now for the season run on? Well, I suppose we always focus our targets based on performance. You know, I suppose the weekend, we wouldn't have been overly happy with our performance. Um, and there'll be a few more performance indicators we'll be then looking for the week ahead. And you go week by week, you keep working on your performance targets and the results will end up looking after themselves. And it's October, then the league is split, so you need to be in the, the top half of the league. That, that'd be one of the targets. Uh, that's somewhere you want to be, but again, you don't know what's going to happen over the course of the season. But definitely, if we get our performances right, we will be in that top half of the league. Excellent stuff. Well, best of luck on Sunday and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season as well. Brilliant, Rory. Thanks for everything. OK, we'll chat again soon. That's Rory speaking to Cork City FC women's team boss Ronan Collins. The uh, the Women's National League getting underway and Cork City play their first home game of the season tomorrow. They're hosting champions P-Mount at Bishopstown at 2pm and like all games at the moment that game will unfortunately be behind closed doors for Cork City as well. Uh, just very briefly an ex-Cork City man Shawnee Maguire he's flying it over Preston he signed a brand new contract with Preston this week. Uh, he put pen to paper um, on a, another couple of years I think it keeps him at Preston until 2023 um, and he'll be hoping for a good season this year banging a few goals both for Preston and for the Republic of Ireland and uh, we'll be hoping certainly that he does it for Ireland I actually met Shawnee uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was he was in great form I had a good chat with him and uh, he was he was looking forward to, to Cork City getting back in, back in action I was asking him was he going to be able to go to a Cork City game while he was home and sure same as everyone I suppose he can't because of the, the restrictions with COVID-19 but let's just briefly hear from Shawnee talking about uh, his new contract at Preston and how he's getting on just very briefly I'm absolutely over the moon and Heading into my fourth, fourth year at Preston now. Um, obviously, last year was a, was a bit, bit disappointing the way it ended and not making the playoffs. But um, I feel like that if we're going to do it, I think this year can be can be the year. Um, especially um, with the with the type of players we have, and um, I'm just absolutely open to to get over and done with now and, and crack on for the season. Um, obviously, it's going to be a shorter pre-season in terms of. Um, we usually have what six or seven weeks to prepare, but the boys have come back in, in great nick and great um, shape. So we're really looking forward now to the season starting the 12th of September. In terms of putting pen to paper, how easy or difficult a decision was that? That was very easy. Um, I love playing here at Preston. I've loved my my, my last three years here, um, from playing out in here in deep depth, from going going to going away, um, and 
the following the Preston fans bring. Uh, they've, they've made a, a massive, you know, impact in the, in the decision that I've made, and, and especially coming in there and there into into the training ground. I absolutely love it. Um, I love the lads. I love the of the manager, the staff, and um, I'm absolutely delighted now to to get it on. I believe in myself that I can do it. I know I can catch fire um, at the start of the season. Look, no, no rocket science that I didn't have a great season. Goal tally wise, um, scored five goals, had a lot of games, and it was a bit frustrating not to score a little bit more. Um, but look, I leave 120% out on the pitch, um, and it's that's I suppose that's the um, the easy part, and um, I think the the fans have, have backed me and, and stuck behind me through, through the bad bad times and um, hopefully now we can recreate the form that I have shown in the last three years and, and hopefully bring this, this club you know, in, into the Premier League. That's the man who was banging in the goals for Cork City just three years ago when Cork City won the league and cup double. Uh, Shawnee Maguire just after starting a new, uh, signing a new contract with Preston um, ahead of them starting a new season. He's hoping for a lot of goals this season and he's hoping to break into the Republic of Ireland side properly. He's been in and out of the team, been starting some games, been on the bench some games. And Stephen Kenny is a guy who always likes League of Ireland players and ex-League of Ireland players. So you'd imagine that will bode well for Shawnee Maguire um, as he begins his new campaign and of course Ireland back in a nation league action next month as well I think Bulgaria is the first game for Ireland in early September we'll, do it. we'll double check that for you I'm pretty sure of that uh, we're going to have reaction in just a momentarily in just about a minute or so to uh, Carby Rangers today um, they they got a 14 points to 8 win over Island Rovers uh, this evening and I would have reaction to that we'll hear from the Carby Rangers camp in just a second but very briefly first of all we mentioned the Champions League and another big night in the Champions League. It's been a great week in the Champions League with the games, actually. Uh, you had the two late comebacks from PSG against Atalanta, broke Atalanta's hearts. You had the Leipzig uh, coming back against um, Atletico Madrid the other night, and then they had the huge scoreline last night. Crazy. <laughs> You'd 8-2 be Barcelona, wouldn't you, last night? 8-2, they were beaten by Bayern Munich. I had to get that 8-2 thing in at some stage. <laughs> Man City, though, in Le- against Lyon tonight in Lisbon as well. And uh, it's a big game for Man City. They're continuing their quest to win the Champions League for the first time this season despite all their success in the Premier League in recent years they haven't managed to do it in Europe to any extent whatsoever Man City really they take on Leon in the quarterfinals in Lisbon tonight as part of this little mini tournament that is going on to finish the competition it's got kind of a World Cup kind of European Championships vibe kind of feel about it and uh, that's pretty cool it's, it's, it's a nice way of doing it it's probably something that will only happen uh, once ever uh, we just want to play you just a few seconds of audio from uh, Pep Guardiola he knows the pressure is on uh, the match has been decided over one leg and uh, makes even more pressure on Man City I suppose and likewise on Leon. but the pressure is on City because everyone expects them to go through and to face Bar- Munich next week in the semi-finals. Here's Pep. We are really prepared to to go through, but uh, there are an opponent, so so it's a finals one game. Try to avoid the mistakes, like they're going in this competition, punish us, and, and and that's all. So the pressure is always there to try to do our best, and yeah, we'll do it. The pressure is on. The pressure is on Pep Guardiola to win the Champions League. He's got to do it, surely. Uh, but Bayern Munich, I, I, as I said to Lauren a few minutes ago, my money is on Bayern Munich to win the Champions League. Any team who can put eight goals past Barcelona, and they've been brilliant all season. They knocked 
like seven or eight be hit past Spurs earlier on the season as well and uh, they're just banging in goals left right and centre so I reckon it's going to be Bayern Munich Man City are hoping they can do it uh, just back to GA very briefly because Carby Rangers kick-started their bond secures hospitals Cork Premier Senior Football Championship campaign with a 14 points to 8 win over Island Rovers this evening both sides lost their opening Group B games this was a tense affair tonight for much of the contest uh, Island Rovers impressed with they opened up at a 2 point lead in the first half but um, they drew level at uh, 6 points each by half time they started the second half well led thereafter Captain John O'Rourke scoring 4 points from play uh, Dennis Hurley spoke to Carberry Rangers manager Holly O'Sullivan after the game got his reaction as I presume I look great win in fairness you know, in poor conditions there was question marks whether the game was going to go ahead early in the day yeah. but to come out 14-8 in conditions and hard scoring conditions yeah. and and we battled it out after the Haven game what were you looking for you know in terms of improvement from the lads ah, sure, look, there was lots of things we, we did a lot of good things against Castle Haven we didn't yeah. give good enough ball into our forward I mean, we didn't give quick enough ball into our forward and if we did we probably yeah. would have done a little bit better we didn't win enough breaking ball it's all the basic things we left yeah, yeah. them out against Castle Haven and we did we did them better tonight yeah huh? so um, there was an improvement as a result and mm. a good response I suppose when, when I went up 6-4 he didn't let him kind of take control of the game he got back level by half time and then a strong start to the second half yeah yeah and like often are in good condition in fairness but it's taking us a while to get going this year between yeah. injuries and it's a bad luck here and there and just not getting our, our kind of rhythm right I yeah. suppose on the pitch but look it seems to be coming a bit there tonight in the second half and hopefully we can improve again for those and will John Hayes be back for that do you think or it's touch and go like we have to, we have to see over the next two or three weeks go we'd be hoping for the best you know like there, there was a few full carrying injuries into tonight you've Darry Hayes as well yeah. who got a very bad injury over we were playing Bellingham in the game hopefully he'll be alright in three weeks time so look we have fellas to come in but the fellas that are there tonight played very yeah. very well as well you know so hopefully the competition will benefit us yeah. well like, like John Rock is back he got four points from play like uh, yeah, kind of yeah, a glimpse as to, to what he can do like yeah, in on one and a half legs yeah yeah so uh, so he like John was 70% fit tonight yeah so you're hopeful that the, the three weeks will kind of allow him to be back oh, fully hopefully it'll clear up and we won't pick up any tails yeah because we seem to be on our own today and hopefully it's over alright Dennis Hurley speaking to Carberry Rangers manager Holly O'Sullivan there. Stevie G is on the way for you in just a sec here on Red FM. Uh, getting you loads of tunes if you're heading out for your Saturday night. Uh, Stevie, I said my money is on uh, Bayern Munich for the Champions League. Who are you reckoning? Uh, yeah, it's hard to call. I mean, I'm hoping Leon get a shot going tonight. I'd obviously. like that as well, yeah. Um, but it is very hard hard to call. Um, I definitely wouldn't write, write off PSG. But it's not exactly the most romantic teams. I know there's a lot of no. new teams yeah. to it. PSG, Man City, and even Leipzig are kind of... They're kind of all backed by massive money, aren't they? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, they're all good attacking teams, so... I don't know. I've, I've got a sneaky feeling for PSG, but obviously Bayern are the favourites. But last night it was just incredible. Uh, it was brilliant to see Cork City getting three goals. A great goals. win last night. Three goals was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing goals as well. And um, I just couldn't believe the A2. Like, we were training the under nines this morning down in yeah. College Corinthians. So shout out to all the lads. And there was a lot more <laughs> tackling going on in our little midfield in the game we had at the end of it. I'd say so. Our, our eight and nine year olds than, than Barcelona were putting in. But look, it was good for Cork City. And there's uh, some good Champions League and Europa League as well this weekend so For sure is are United going to beat Sevilla yeah that's very tricky Sevilla uh, they're Europe, Europa Cup they specialists so that's another 50-50 for me so you know this is why I'm not a betting person <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything well when I said my money was on Bayern Munich that's purely a turn of phrase as well I haven't put a penny on them and I probably won't but look um, we'll see how the Champions League of the Europa League play out over the next couple of nights anyway uh, the final of both competitions on next weekend that is also the time on the Big Red Bench for this evening Rory is here tomorrow evening he will have uh, all the reaction to that Nemo and Bishopstown game
game along with lots more on the bench from 6 tomorrow evening have a great Saturday night whatever you're doing I'll chat to you on air tomorrow from 2 stand by for the man himself Stevie G on the way miss the show grab the big red bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM